You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 55 of the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Emma Irwin. Emma is the owner of Your Time Skincare and Your Time Inverell. On today's episode, you will hear Emma's journey, the blend between motherhood and business, and the importance of surrounding yourself with different mentors that help you thrive in business and life. Plus, how Emma has her own skincare line and how it encompasses her knowledge and expertise to be a brand in alignment with her values and truly is such a great representation of who Emma is. Thank you so much for all the feedback on last week's episode and how excited you are that there's more episodes coming your way more frequently. It feels good to be back and connecting with you all. I will ask a huge favor of you though. If you could please go and leave a five-star review from where you are listening to, whether it be on Apple or Podbean. And I think we even have linking this up to Google Pods and Spotify. It makes a huge difference to our reach if we get reviews. And each episode, I'm going to be drawing some lucky winners that have left us five-star reviews and doing giveaways with some Beauty Boss swag and business building tools that I know will help you. So this could be a book from one of our guest experts' favorites, or it could be a gift from one of our sponsors. So please go ahead and leave your review today. I am truly so grateful. Emma, welcome to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss show. How are you today? Oh, I'm so good. Now that I'm speaking with you, Ange, I have missed connecting with you on social media. I know. Talking about that before we hit record, and I'm still unfortunately under construction of being hacked. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do miss all of my beautiful community so much because over the last four to five years, it has been the way in how I've built really beautiful connections, which is how we actually discovered each other in the first place through like yes. on Instagram. <laughs> And getting to know each other's businesses and like we've been able to then deepen our connection and relationship further. So yeah, I miss you too. Thank you. (laughs) It's nice to be missed though, Angie. You have such a beautiful presence. So yeah, it's know that you are missed. So (laughs) yes, but we'll Well, see you up and running again soon. Things will be sorted and you'll be back with a bang. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Well, the silver lining of it all is that the podcast is back and you are my first guest interview. Thank you so much. I am honoured and humbled to be asked and I hope that there's something I can share today that someone can take away after the listen. So Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) with hearing about like where it all started, where it began and I know that our listeners are too. That's how I've run the podcast from the very beginning because I think story sharing is so powerful and we yes. have a really unique journey. So before we dive in, 
I'll get you to kick off the show with what is your definition of a hashtag beauty boss? My definition of a hashtag beauty boss is someone who paves their own way in an industry that, you know, once upon a time might have been put in a box. There's so many different avenues now in the beauty industry and I just love seeing women empower themselves to walk their own path in this industry and the shift towards lifting each other up as well. So for me, the definition of a beauty boss is somebody who empowers themselves and others to be the best they can. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love everything you said because, yeah, once upon a time we were very boxed. Like, you yes. know, beauty school dropout is, yeah, is yes. it was a line in a movie and everyone it was. was taking the therapy of beauty mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that extreme like we didn't become anything that was accredited or go to a university with years and years of hex debt. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) And I had said about everyone's unique story and journey, and you were absolutely right. We can go on so many different paths within this industry. It blows my mind. I will literally probably never leave the industry because as much as I still love what I'm doing with Beauty Business Co. now, but knowing that I've had my salon and traveled on a cruise ship and done all of that, it's like, well, yeah, choose your own destination as long as you love what you do and wake up and feel good about it every single day, right? That's so true. Yeah. And to see all the little things that now come under that big umbrella of the beauty industry, it's really exciting to see where it's going to keep growing. Yep, absolutely. And so let's hear your story. Where did it all begin for you? What led you to go into the beauty industry in the first place? and share a little bit about you and your family and where you are today. Thank you. So it's been really fun actually to reminisce on this after reading your prompts for today's interview. And when, you know, way back to, you know, little Emma in preschool, I used to give my educators neck and shoulder massages and they called them Emma's famous massages. So, you know, if you believe in fate, I suppose, maybe I was born to do this job. When I was 15 and I was in year 10 at school, which was in 2003, so I'm going back a fair way now, I did work experience. We, we did two lots of work experience. My first week of work experience I did at the primary school that I attended and that week I was exhausted. I was mentally absolutely, totally exhausted and I walked away from that going, okay, I don't want to be a school teacher. <laughs> So it's, you know, hats off to people who can do that job, work with kids every day. I've got one son who's three and a half and is the light of my life. But yeah, that's enough for me when it comes to kids. (laughs) So my second lot of work experience I did at a local massage and beauty salon, which was called Muscles and Minds. So the lady that I worked for there, her name is Fiona and she was a massage therapist, remedial massage therapist and a hypnotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist and a Reiki practitioner as well. And then she also had beauty training and had other therapists working for her. It was one of two beauty salons in Burrell at the time, I believe. And yeah, I did my week of work experience there and it just felt really, yeah, really right for me. So I went from there to become, you know, the Saturday morning girl. And when I went into year 11 and 12, I then did a traineeship. But back then, 
beauty apprenticeships and traineeships didn't actually exist. You could do a hairdressing apprenticeship, but you couldn't do a beauty therapy apprenticeship. So the closest I could do was a retail traineeship. So I did that and through year 11 and 12, I worked every Saturday. I worked all the school holidays. I worked Wednesday and Friday afternoons as part of my traineeship as well, which suited me just fine because I didn't have to do sport. And from there, I you know finished year 12 and went to working full time. And I studied by distance education and did my diploma of beauty therapy. So I'm just looking at my certificate. Dated the 23rd day of July, 2009, I graduated from diploma of beauty therapy. And yeah, it's gone from there. Uh, 2010, I started my own business called Your Time Massage and Beauty. It's now called Your Time Skin and Beauty. But I started working from the spare bedroom of my house and I had a fold-up massage bed and a wax pot. So it's really lovely to look back to, you know, 2010 and I had a second job to make ends meet while I was really starting to build up the business. And I'm now working on the floor three days a week, turning over 130 grand a year. And I've built my business assets to over $100,000 as well. So it's really nice to see that you can start basically with literally nothing and build something so wonderful. Um, and not only, you know, I'm talking about the, the financial side of the business, but the connection that I have and the beautiful people that I get to work with my clients and that as well. So it's, yeah, been a very special journey for me. And it's something that I feel really proud of as well. Yes, that is something to be extremely proud of. And not to mention, you've had a baby in between there. So yes. being able to build a business around like the vision of having a family and still doing what you love, like yes. definitely I feel lose a lot of our identity when we become mamas. And yes. it's so great that you had all of the kind of building blocks in place for you to say, okay, well, if I am going to become a mum, then I have this as my kind of backup plan for still being able to do what I love and have that you know, touch connection because that's so very clear from those really early days that that was exactly where you were meant to be. And it's great that it's been your driving purpose through all of these years. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you're right, you know, that is a challenge being a woman in, you know, primarily a women's based industry. Sometimes we have got to make a choice between, and it was really hard for me, you know, like I tried for two years to have Oliver and that's a whole nother story, but you know, once I finally was pregnant with him and having my little baby, it was incredible, but it was also really confronting because my business had been my baby and it, I had put everything into that. Every waking minute and every dollar I ever earned, I kept putting back, you know, I've always used my working capital to go back into my business to continue to build. I would set a goal and that would be the next thing I would work towards, you know, whether it was, okay, now it's going to be an IPL machine or now it's going to be an LED device or now it's going to be training in cosmetic tattooing or whatever it may be so to take a step away from that was very challenging but you know as soon as you have that baby you go okay yep I'll do anything for you so it's been really nice to be able to make my business work for me since becoming a mum too yeah absolutely did you have maternity leave as such I took four months off and I was very very blessed Something that we'll probably get to talking about further down is, you know, challenges in business. I've I've never actually employed staff 
So that was a little bit of a tricky one for me. I thought, what am I going to do? You know, I've got this shop down the main street. I've got to pay rent, this, that, the other. And I suppose just by divine intervention, my beautiful Amy came along and rented a room from me and ran her own business for sort of 18 months while I was navigating, you know, business and motherhood as well. So Amy, you know, paid the rent for her room, which helped with the expenses for the the shop overheads. It also gave my clients somebody to see while I wasn't here. And then I was able to just step back in two afternoons a week while my parents would help me with Ollie and build it back up from there. So I was very, very grateful to have my little angel Amy at that time. She's now spread her wings and moved to Brisbane and is doing great things up there in the beauty industry. And I'm so proud of her, but I'll yeah, forever be grateful for the part she played in allowing me to take the time out of my business when I needed to. So Yeah. And being a small town, I bet you had so many loyal clients just also love being a part of your journey of becoming a mum too. I found that absolutely salon that it was so I was so much in my head about like, am I gonna do if I have to close the shop or Mm -hmm. will they come back? They'll have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then obviously they've built trust with another person. So why would they come back to me? And it was just so beautiful to know that I had so many incredible loyal clients that just wanted to basically come for baby cuddles. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, it's just they were with me till the very end. And that's so lovely about, I think, also not just being, uh, you know, always say about being authentically you on social media so that when your clients come in, they know exactly who you are and just showing that vulnerability around how it is not easy just running a business and being a mum and you've got all of those other things to run the family and make sure that you've got everything um, organised and scheduled for life to run smoothly. Yes, life admin, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I think we kind of think we have to show up with our makeup done, our perfect hair and uniform on and not show any real life of what's actually going mm. on scenes. And, yeah, it's nice to have clients understand as well. because Absolutely. And I think that's been a beautiful thing for me in regards to being self-employed is that I haven't ever put on that facade you know I see my clients come in and you know we're stripping them bare aren't we we remove their makeup we're seeing them you know warts and all so the expression goes so I think it's really nice for people to be able to come in and feel really comfortable with who they're having their treatment with whether it's you know a body massage and you are seeing every part of their body or a Brazilian wax or a facial where they need extractions you know we all really do get embarrassed about these imperfections but that's life yeah so I think absolutely it's for me that's maybe been my way of paving my own way in the beauty industry is stepping away from you know sometimes we can see that superficial side of beauty salon to get into actual heartfelt connections and that is what keeps people coming back yeah. to you is yeah. feeling that they can step into your space and be comfortable. So yeah, 100%. So tell me a little bit more because there is definitely more to this story. You didn't stop there is. the clinic. <laughs> 
So you have introduced your own skincare brand to the business model that you have are creating. Yes. Tell us about your time skincare. Your time skincare. So that was my 2020 little launch. It sort of came to me as a very organic idea. You know, I know that private labeling has become a bit of a trend in the beauty industry, but I didn't realize that at the time because, you know, I am out here in Inverell doing my own thing and not really keeping my finger on the pulse. But it was a very organic idea that came to me sort of, you know, mid to end 2019. We'd seen the beginning of the pandemic and the world as we knew it was changing very rapidly. And I went to buy some bath salts and saw that this company did a a beautiful customized product service. And it sort of went from there. I decided that I might like to make my own serum, which then became two serums. And in that time has grown to a, a range with 13 products as well. So what really piqued my interest was that I have gone on to do Reiki uh, attunement as well. So I do work as a Reiki practitioner, thanks to Fiona planting that seed so many years ago. And then my friend Gina as a Reiki therapist and psychic medium, giving me treatments. And the point of difference for me with my products is infusing them with crystal alchemy tinctures and Reiki energy as well. So it's lovely to be able to bring that little sort of spiritual side of myself into my business and sort of into the world as well. Yeah, so amazing because (laughs) private labeling is not just sticking a label on a product and then hoping for the best and yay, I have my own product line. You have inspired so many of our beauty bosses inside our community because Mm. I always rave so much about your product because it's a brand. You've created something that is completely aligned with your values and who you are and how you want to really incorporate the Reiki side of it and all of your belief systems basically into the brand and how you want to empower, as you said, what a beauty boss is, empowering others with what you actually do believe in, right? And yeah, I absolutely just love the concept you have created. And I just wanted to kind of point that out because I do think a lot of beauty bosses wish they could have their own product. But yes, there is startup packs and amazing companies out there that can really make the process easy for you. And it is so great that there are companies out there doing that so that we can sort of, you know, cut in from the big companies' profit margins and just have something of our own that's more cost-effective for clients, you know, the different options that people are actually searching for. But you do need to have your branding really on point and you do still have to market your brand and you still need to make sure that you are creating content and lead generation so that the brand builds and it's not just product that you're sitting on your retail shelves, hoping that the clients that you already have will buy it because the potential for you, M, is that really anyone Australia-wide can be having your time skincare in their bathroom. So, That's right. <laughs> such so exciting. Like, yes. I'm really excited about this stuff. But yeah, it's just important for everyone to know that it takes a lot if you're even doing this without a bricks and mortar salon and wanting to create a product line that also, you know, you need your website, you need your online e-commerce site to make sure that you can actually sell and ship 
these products and it's an easy customer transaction as well, you know? Yes, that's right. Thank you for all those kind words, Ange. I've got the biggest smile on my face. I really appreciate all that you've said. But, you know, it is a lot of work. Like it's, it's definitely worth it for me. But in many ways, I've kind of started a second business. You know, it's coming under the umbrella of my salon. But to put it out there into the world, it is a lot of work. So, you know, I started off, I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to infuse these products with the crystal tinctures and the Reiki and bring that little bit of magic, you know, into everyone's bathroom, like you said, anywhere in Australia and and maybe one day in the world, the sky's the limit, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) There's been such a movement towards low tox. So, you know, these products are all plant-based, they're cruelty-free, they're vegan. And then to be able to customize them with the ingredients that I want to see, you know, what have my clients said to me over the years? They want something that's easy to use. They want something that doesn't irritate their skin. When do I use a serum? Why do I need a toner? So I thought, how can I make this as easy as possible for people? So I started off, you know, with the two serums and then I added the cleanser and a mist and the moisturizer and it's gone from there. But each product I've numbered as well so that, you know, so many of my clients would say, oh, I line my products up in the bathroom and then if they get moved, I don't know what order to use them in. So each of my products literally has a number on it and you just follow that order. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, starting it from scratch, I made the labels myself on Canva. I made my own logo. You know, I had to do everything as cheaply as possible to begin with. It's trial and error with what packaging am I going to use? And, you know, of course you can buy it pre-bottled and all that sort of thing. But for me, I went, how can I personalize this as much as possible? Make it as user-friendly as possible. But it's been lovely then to see, you know, see it grow. I started the Your Time Skincare Instagram, which is how we then connected. And so many beautiful friendships that I've made. You know, I was reading a book last night, beautiful Leah from Dark Moon Crystals. And I said to my husband, oh, this is my internet friend Leah. This is her book, you know, like just the world is such a small place when you can step into that space and it's amazing to make these beautiful connections in that way. So it's opened up so many doors for me as well. But it's been lovely to then see, you know, I can build the range to that point. And then I was able to invest in a proper graphic designer. So Lee from Long Lost Dreams made an absolutely beautiful logo for me this year to rebrand and, you know, the coaching work that I've done with Leticia and then looking at stepping into that space with you. It's so exciting and it's just so wonderful to see that we can all have a slice of the pie, you know, like for me to succeed with your time skincare doesn't mean that somebody else can't succeed with their brand as well. And coming back to empowering each other and lifting each other up and being in each other's corner rather than opposite. It's just so beautiful to see the way that it's going and the changes that I've seen in the industry since 2003. So. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And honestly, because of the way that you are continually up-leveling your mindset, up-leveling the circle that surrounds you, because being in a small town, I can imagine business is lonely. Being in a city, business is lonely if you're doing it on your own. So it's so important to lean into mentors, coaches, and be a part of community that can really lift you up, raise your vibration when things are not kind of going your way or you get obstacles in the pathway that another person can help you speed track and move a lot faster because maybe they've made that mistake before and they don't want other people doing that too. So I absolutely 
love having you a part of my community and also love connecting with you inside Leticia's community as well with our new moon circles and just knowing that we can find so many incredible other entrepreneurial leaders that, you know, I think I've even found accountants that have been yes. part of new moon circle yes, and they've amazing. been able to help me with finances, you know, yes. it's, just, it's so great. And I think also knowing that these communities where you are really, again, being aligned with your values is knowing that those other people in there are more likely to kind of what would be the words, just kind of get into alignment with you and what you Mm. as well, a lot faster too. Because it's when you're searching for new team members or if you're wanting to have a virtual assistant come on your team and help you with some paperwork or email marketing, the process for finding someone can be long or you can lean into those who are in your circle and say, I need help with X, Y, Z. Does anybody know anybody? And it's just amazing how many amazing people put their hand up and help you in an Absolutely. The power of community. And again, you know, we've seen that we've needed to be able to lean on each other in the last, you know, two, two and a half years. Our lives have changed so drastically. We've been stuck at home. So to be able to form these beautiful connections online, it's a huge pivot, but really important one and the way forward. Yeah, absolutely. So I have loved hearing your story and I know that that is just sort of a very short snippet of how it all to where you are today. We could probably talk about more, but I want to. We could talk for hours. (laughs) I'll be the longest podcaster. (laughs) So we've spoken a little bit about some hurdles, but what do you continually see popping up when it comes to running a beauty business? And you can either direct that to the salon or the skincare brand. Mm under the umbrella? I think overall running a business in general, you have to know your numbers. And that is something that I think I have seen as a big hurdle observing others in the industry. And that is where, again, leaning on people who specialize in this is so important. From day one, I have had an absolutely incredible accountant who still to this day does all my books. I've never done my bad statement on my own because that's not my specialty. My specialty is giving you the best facial you've ever had in your life. Rachel's specialty is doing my tax returns, doing my bad statements and explaining to me this means this, we need to tweak this, we need to tweak that. Like I mentioned before, I've never employed any other therapists and that has felt right for me. You know, For some people, they might have 10 therapists But if you've got 10 therapists and you're turning over a million dollars a year, but at the end of the day, you're only keeping 20 grand, that's when you have to have a look at where is the money going and how can I build a more profitable business? So I think that is something that I've really seen, you know, and and again, it becomes into that stereotype of, you know, the female beauty school dropout. Again, it's empowering yourself to learn about business, learn, learn your numbers or find somebody who can help you in that aspect. You know, I'm lucky that I was raised by a father who had been in small business his whole life and he taught me so much about that. But having those professionals that can help you and go, okay, you're spending too much here. How can we sort this out? Or this is what you need to charge for your services. Because again, if you're only turning dollars over and you're not keeping any in your pocket at the end of the day, you might as well sit out the back and drink a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So really, really important. That would be my biggest message to anybody who is either in their own business, whether it's beauty or otherwise, or considering starting their own business. 
charge your worth so that you make a profit. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all go in, you know, a lot of us did start in the spare room of our houses or from my mother's <laughs> garage. I was like yeah. 16 years old and wanting to do eyebrows and having all the friends over and we think I just have to get started. So I'll do, first of all, everything for free. I won't mm-hmm. be charging my friends and then charging like excruciating amounts that just doesn't even cover the cost of your product expenses. Mm-hmm. And then we have to start rebuilding from there and then all of the mindset around raising prices and the fear mm-hmm. around people will think or leave us to another salon because we're doing that comes apart. If you go in there with that empowerment of knowing your worth, knowing what you should be charging per hour or what your cost per minute is, knowing like all your costings within your business prior and setting your prices that bit higher so you are making a profit from the beginning, it just, it makes a world of difference. So I'm with you. We are seeing it so much within the industry, especially you know, unfortunately, everyone's seeing the the highlights of Instagram as mm-hmm. I love it for business. It is also socially damaging for a lot of people and they yeah. and think, oh, well, I can become a lash artist and then they start to just do a little side thing and really undercharge and it damages other businesses within the community because they're charging so little, you know. Absolutely. And you know, charging your worth, it can be the difference between keeping your doors open or not. But the thing I've probably found the most challenging in that aspect is, and, you know, again, this is, we could talk an hour about your money story and inherited traumas and what we learn about money and the relationship we have with it, especially as women as well. But for me, because I have had the privilege of building such beautiful connections with my clients, I would think to myself, oh, I can't charge that. I feel bad. (laughs) Mm-hmm. but <laughs> you're coming from that lack mindset you know so doing the work around your relationship with money is such an important one and when we look at you know I'm talking about the energetics of crystals and Reiki in my products when you look at the energetics of money and again when it comes to abundance there is enough to go around for everybody yeah so take the guilt out of charging for your service. You can still have a beautiful connection and relationship with your client, but at the end of the day, they are coming to you for a service and you are entitled to charge for an even exchange of energy. Yep, 100%. And more importantly, they're actually coming to you. They're not coming just for the service. Once they come once for the service that they've, you know, wanted to try, they stay because of you. And your expertise. And if you're sharing that amount of, you know, knowledge that you're investing in and you are continually up leveling and you're speaking with confidence and you're sharing, you know, unique treatment procedures and things like I just would love to be on your treatment bed. I can (laughs) one day in, you will be. It will happen. I just want to be encapsulated and not <laughs> and just, you know, scalp massage all the things, Reiki me all the all, mm-hmm. all day long, please. <laughs> I would pay $10. And I, do, I love doing it. And, you know, that's the other thing I think is, you know, when people have said to me, like, I actually had to close my books because I just do not have any spare appointments. So that's amazing, you know, to see little Emma in 2010 with a, a folding massage bed and a wax pot to now not be able to take on any new clients at this stage my clients book 
every four weeks. You know, some of them come and pay over $200 for a facial. And, you know, that's such a compliment to me. But people have said to me, oh, why don't you put on staff? And I've said, I don't want to be the biggest. I want to be the best at what I do. So Mm -hmm. I've niched down. I specialize in these amazing holistic facial treatments. I don't do body waxing anymore, for example. You know, for some people, that's their bread and butter. So I think niching down and specializing in what you're really passionate about and look at what lights you up, what gives you energy. So for me, if I have to do a leg wax, it's just not there for me. Like I've never offered nails. Some people love doing acrylic nails and pedicures and that's their thing. That's their creative flair. For me, no, hate it. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't offer that service. Look at what lights you up and be the best that you can at that job. Whether your client is on your bed at nine o'clock in the morning or four or five o'clock in the afternoon, give them the best treatment that you possibly can in that moment. Yeah, 100%. I think that was going to be my next question. Like, what are your top two? (laughs) (laughs) So that would be one, definitely. Have you got another one there? Starting your business, prioritize where your money goes as well. So like I said, you know, I've always put my working capital back into my business. So initially it was, what's the big thing? What are people asking me for? And everyone was asking for IPL, for example. So I went, okay, I'm going to prioritize my money and put it into an IPL device. And for a while there, that's all I did was IPL treatments. And then, you know, that died down and it was eyebrow microblading. So I put my money into doing eyebrow microblading training and that's all I did for a while, you know. So I think prioritizing where you're going to spend your money in your business, depending on what's going to give you the best return, but then also having the ability to pivot, you know. So I started off primarily as a a massage therapist and then I went into doing a lot of IPL treatments, microblading. Now 95% of what I do are skin treatments and Reiki. So have the ability to change as the industry changes, but prioritize what, where you're going to spend your money to be the best at what you want to do. If that makes sense. (laughs) It does. It absolutely does. It's so funny because I cannot imagine you microblading anyone. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the Emma that I know. You're you're like literally so aligned with exactly (laughs) who you are right now. But so even with that tip, it's just so important that we are always looking back at that self-discovery of who we are and what lights us up and, you know, where we do want to spend our time. And if leg waxing is making you feel like you're dragging yourself to work because Mm -hmm. you don't want to be thinking of spending hours in the waxing room anymore, then yeah, niching into a finer treatment room is not going to make you less money. If anything, it's going to bring more abundance and clarity into exactly who you are and what your clients come to you for. Exactly right. And yeah, like don't be afraid to take something off your treatment menu. You know, you don't have to have every, just because a beauty service exists doesn't mean that you have to offer it in your space. Yeah, absolutely. I always think that as well with retail shelves too, like it's so great to be able to offer brow powder and makeup and all the different brands of skincare. And then Mm -hmm. you've got body products and crisp usher tools and things like that. And it's like, how well do you market each product? Like, do your clients know what you actually sell? Because if you are selling to everybody, you are selling to nobody. 
So that's right. It's, and it's just no great. good sitting on your shelf and then 12 months later its shelf life is up and you have to write it off and chuck it in the bin. That's right. I've, so I've been there. I wanted to we all have. sure that I could service everybody because I'm mm. such a big giver like that. Mm. And I wanted to make sure I didn't take lashes off my menu because I had so many clients coming to them to have them, but it got to the point where I just dreaded doing lash extensions, you know. Yeah. I still had every retail product under the sun from my product house and, you know, because I wanted to like make sure that I was connected with all of the brands so that I could share so much with my clients. But did that increase the customer spend? Not necessarily, you know. And the experience, you know, if you're walking into that treatment room thinking, oh, I really don't want to have to do these lashes, you're not going to do the best set of lashes that you can do. But if you're Mm -hmm. walking into that treatment room going, and this is what I get to do, you know, every day I'm in my salon, I think, wow, I get to see Sally today and I get to give her this amazing treatment and I get excited about it I love every moment of setting up the treatment room doing the treatment and then seeing them walk out the door you know my little mission statement to myself has always been to make the world a little bit better because I'm in it and to have a positive impact on every person that I encounter in the day so it might be at the supermarket I smile at somebody or you know to be able to do that in my work it lights me up so look at that look at where your energy goes when you're doing something and then you will find what you're here for yeah your why like why you do every day and that's very clear that you're so connected to that it's beautiful thank you (laughs) it's lovely to see you know where the universe takes us and all the things I've done and learned you know in my 34 years that I've had so far on this planet but to see me being able to really step into who I actually am, you know, and I'm so grateful for, you know, the experience of Beauty Boss Retreat, how, you know, I stepped into that space with you and all the beautiful women and they met me where I was at and are happy for me to just be Emma, you know, like the empowerment in that in itself is huge. And the part of me that is, you know, the Reiki practitioner and and into, you know, my spirituality and the psychic side of things, you know, I've always kept that a little bit hidden, you know, hidden behind the curtain with it and, and peeked out into the world every now and again. But to step into that space and be fully accepted for who you are and like, you know, meeting Martina, for example, and what an amazing beautiful guide and mentor she is in that space you know giving me permission to be who I really am and that comes back to that community and leaning in and yeah just being who you are it's it's a pretty beautiful thing yeah it is really beautiful I loved having you a part of the retreat and as you said meeting you exactly where you needed to be in that moment I know it was the first time that you left little Ollie it was (laughs) that's huge because you know I'd obviously left Emilio a couple of times from hosting the retreats and facilitating these events but it doesn't get easier each time you know no, they're still your baby aren't they I tell you what he had his first sleepover at my mum's a couple of weeks ago so like away from Drew and I he didn't even ring me and say goodnight. He's such a trooper. <laughs> and we put all of that pressure on ourselves, like yeah. giving ourselves such a hard time for taking some time out to, right. again, 
you know, up level ourselves. Like that retreat, I can say, was so special and transformational. Oh, it's incredible. I'm so excited for the next one. Yay! <laughs> but it's that classic mum metaphor, isn't it? You know, if you're not in your business, if you're not in your salon, you've got the guilt. If you're not with mm. your kids, you've got the guilt. If you haven't got the house spotless or all the washing up to date, you've got the guilt. If you're not taking time out for yourself to exercise, like there's so many things. So that's again you know I just keep coming back to that leaning on your community and being authentic and allowing yourself to be vulnerable because you empower other people to do the same thing like we are all in the same boat so perfectionism you know it's just a it's an idea that Uh I, I decided that I would stop trying to chase because you know for me and again like my anxiety and depression story and all that is something else that we could spend an hour talking about too but it came from low self esteem and trying to attain perfectionism and you know again you look in your business and you think oh gee that's how I'm doing that so should I be doing that and should I be doing this you know take should out of your vocabulary and it'll change your life change it to could I could be doing this but actually I'm going to do this this is for me and it makes space for everybody to be who they are you know shine your light so brightly what an amazing place the world would be yep it is so so true and so I'd like to kind of pivot onto one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily. Okay. That would have to be, you know, when I talk about, well, when I think about what do I need support with, when you look at it from a business perspective and how the world has changed and I've got this online store is social media. That is the one thing that I really find challenging And I hear it from other business owners, not just in the beauty industry, but, you know, so many of us have got these little startups since the pandemic and our online stores, and it's changed the way that we shop. But your social media presence, it's like, you know, your shop front in the desert and you're shouting out, look at me, I've got this to sell and this is what I want to offer you and trying to remain consistent with that. I feel so time poor in that aspect. So that is certainly in the forefront of my mind when I look at where could I use and where do I need the most support in my business. 100%. I know because you think you've got one thing covered and then they'll throw out another feature or another tool within the platforms for you to utilize and they'll favor those tools. So you've got to make sure you're onto it straight away. And we try so hard inside Beauty Boss Pro to make sure that we're navigating these changes and updates and how they can help you as a beauty business owner. But it's then up to the beauty boss themselves to go in and implement. And I feel like if you are overwhelmed with the time and doing it on yourself, as you had said, with your accountant being niched in numbers, and mm-hmm. better at facials, sometimes it is good to lean into some social media expertise. And I know I outsource a heap of our marketing for Beauty Boss Pro. I still control a lot of the social media stuff, but I know that you have also outsourced ads for your Facebook recently. Yes. How's that going for you? So good. And that's something, you know, I'm always amazed, like how good you are with social media stuff, Angie, when we get inside Beauty Boss Pro and all of the amazing teachings that you have to offer in your membership space, it's huge. Like it's all at your fingertips. So it's a matter of, you know, having the time to execute it, like you said. So for me, outsourcing has been amazing. And again, it's been that challenge of spending the money but it is so worth it. Like I've been working with Ash and 
it's been more than I could have ever hoped for, you know, like she's just taken care of so much for me in regards to that. And it all goes over my head. I've got no idea. I don't understand pixels and how Facebook talks to your Shopify store and retargeting and sales funnels and all that stuff. Like I I have no idea. So to be able to outsource and find the right person to work with you again, it pays you back, you know? So it's been something for me that's been a challenge is to spend money on things because again, it comes back to that money relationship and how we feel about it and how we value ourselves, but finding those people that are aligned for you to outsource. So that's definitely the next step for me is to look a bit further into supporting my business in the social media space and with somebody who's got time to take care of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so great. You've identified you're at that level of what your business needs too, because in our very beginning stages, remember that we are starting from scratch and we might not Mm. have that financial capacity to be able to outsource. So we are putting a lot of the DIY and do it yourself. But I liked how you said it pays you back. I always believe that if you invest before you're ready, you will speed track your business so much faster if you sit around and twiddle your thumbs and don't do anything. It is Absolutely. And it comes back to what we talked about before about prioritizing your dollars that you spend. So, you know, identify, okay, what's the next thing that's going to accelerate my growth? You know, I could spend all the money in the world having someone set up my website for me, but that's no good to me if nobody knows it's there. Yeah. So how do I get the message across? Here's this online store come and check it out, you know, and that is social media and investing with Ash to take care of all of those amazing ads for me. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have three apps that you just can't live without that you use on your phone? I use three apps religiously every day. They are iBooks because I find it so easy to have all of my PDFs and any of my books that I want to read on my phone. That's my first one. I use the Calm app as well, myself and Oliver. He uses it for sleep stories (laughs) and it's amazing for meditations and music and all sorts of things. And another app that I really love and would encourage everybody to have a look at is called Think Up. Now, this app allows you to record your own affirmations and then play them to yourself on a timer. So I record my positive affirmations and then I play them as I'm falling asleep. So, you know, I'm getting my my positivity while my brainwaves are in that really good state as I'm falling asleep. And it's amazing, actually. I really think that there's so many different things that I've leaned on, you know, coming back to the anxiety story of me, you know, weaning off antidepressants. There's been so many different things I've leaned on to support me in that space, but that has been one of them. Wow. I will have to look that one up. I never even knew. I know it's very powerful to listen to your own voice with affirmations, meditations. So I'll definitely link to that one in the show notes for everyone. It's very cool. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Thank you for sharing. Do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? Absolutely. I think the most important one for me is to protect my energy and center and ground myself. And that's something, you know, once upon a time I would have thought was a bit woo-woo, but I think it's really important for all of us. And I'm seeing that become more mainstream as well. So for me, it's a very simple visualization of a white bubble around my body. And in that bubble, 
only loving energy can come in and go out. And that's how I protect myself energetically every day before I go out into the world. And breath work as well. That is something that I'm starting to incorporate more and more into my life. And our breath is our life force. So whenever I feel like my body is in that anxious fight or flight state, I just find my breath so centering. And I notice I use it with my clients as well. You know, I'll be treating them and I start to breathe deeply and they do it too. So protecting your energy and really harnessing the power of your breath. They're the two things for me that I do day in, day out that allow me to center myself and be the best Emma that I can be, I suppose. So beautiful. I love it. I'm going to move on to some rapid fire questions now. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best book you've ever read? I don't know about ever read, but most recently it is definitely Jane Werwin's memoir. I read it cover to cover and I highlighted so many different things in that book and it really inspired me because I have worked with Dermalogica for many years and so to read her experiences from when it was a startup it just made me think wow I can do this too you know and just what an amazing person she is so that was such a great read and I know you loved it too so yeah the skin in the games I think is the yes I'll link that to, I mean, every so good. boss needs to have that in their library for sure. Even if it's on an ebook, it was definitely a fantastic read for me. Mm-hmm. Who is someone that you would love to meet in person? Myself 20 years from now. Oh, <laughs> who is she? I think it's interesting. You know, when I was thinking about this, I thought, why do I want to meet myself 20 years from now? It's not that I want spoilers, you know, it's not like I want to tell myself the lotto numbers, like, you know, back to the future or something like that. But it's more that I just want to know that all of the things I'm doing now, that I'm on the right track, you know, but in regards to your time skincare, at the moment, my husband has to work away. He's a truck driver. So he's away from us five, six nights a week. And it's really hard. So our dream is that your time skincare, you know, I don't want to be a billionaire, but I just want to be able to support my family financially so that we can be together every day. And my husband hasn't got to go away to work anymore. So I suppose I just want to meet myself in 20 years and have her say to me, you did it, girl. You've left a legacy for your family. You gave your kids, you know, we want to have another baby. So you gave your kids a a great childhood in regards to emotional stability and just being there for them. And that's what earning money can provide is that time to give to your family. So just that little bit of encouragement from, you know, 54-year-old Emma to go, Mm -hmm. you're on the right track, keep going, all your hard work is going to pay off, don't give up. And that your time skincare really works. (laughs) Yes, it's incredible. (laughs) I have goosebumps. That was such a beautiful answer. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What's one thing you have procrastinated about this week? Scheduling my social media. Okay, we got to work on this. I'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) holding you accountable. Yes, watch this space. (laughs) Yeah. What is something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Opening a wellness retreat. Oh, how beautiful! Like owning your own building and Mm -hmm. 
springs and all the things? When I did my diploma of beauty therapy, part of the business module was to write a business plan for your imagined business. And that's what it was. It was, and I can still see it in my mind today. It is a beautiful timber building and there is, you know, it's in nature. You can come and you can do yoga and you can do Tai Chi and you can have your treatment and you can have Reiki and we do full moon circles and, you know, all of the things and just embodying what I believe in, in that holistic wellness approach. So yeah, if money was no object and I knew I couldn't fail at that, I'd do it tomorrow. Oh, amazing. Well, I'll be (laughs) um, booking and we'll book the whole place out for Beauty Boss Retreat. I don't know. Sounds amazing. 6.0. I don't know when that is. (laughs) I'll ask 20 years from now, Emma. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. If you were stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what's one thing you wish you had with you? Friends DVDs. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God, I tell you what, Friends has gotten me through some really hard times and it's just it's like my happy place, you know, I can put friends on, you know, when I was going through the midst of postnatal depression, friends was there for me. So, you know, I feel like I would never get bored or lonely if I had my friends DVDs. Yeah. And they bring out so much laughter and joy, you know. Absolutely. So yeah. The <laughs> best medicine. Yeah. This has been so beautiful connecting with you. I have loved having you as a guest on the podcast. It's been a long time coming, Em. So thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you. It's been a real honour and a privilege, Ange. So what's next for you? Do you want to tell our listeners Yeah, in the works? So I'm about to break ground on my first official Your Time Skincare warehouse, which is a fancy way of me saying we're building a shed in our backyard. <laughs> Woohoo! I love it. <laughs> but to give you a little bit of an idea at the moment, I've got the salon down the street with two treatment rooms. I ran out of space down here very quickly to house my products. So they're now all in the spare bedroom at my house. So to have a dedicated space for that is going to be absolutely amazing. So I'm really excited about that. But smaller thing at the moment, I've actually worked on working on putting some trial kits together because I really feel like that's something I'm seeing so much traffic to my website. That's what Ash and I have been working on is how can we increase the conversions? So I think the trial size products are going to be a really nice way for people for a smaller spend to try the range and, of course, become obsessed with it like I am and then have the confidence to invest further in the larger products. So that's sort of the focus at the moment on a smaller scale. Yeah, that's great. I think that is a fantastic way to help convert. I mean, we always used to say that working with Dermalogica as well, for mm. putting in sample sizes in the treatment room bags, you know, yes. uh, the retail bags. So if it works for the treatment room, it should work in an e-commerce perspective for your retail as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, so good. Where can we find you on socials so that everyone can go and give you a follow and just, you know, be a part of Emma's world as well. It's always keep in touch. I would love to connect. And my Instagram handle is at your time underscore skin underscore care. Yep. Beautiful. So I'm very, yeah, most active on Instagram. That's the space I really love. So if you want to send me a DM on there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we'll do all of the show notes and add this into our our podcast graphics and things like that too so people can go and find you as well. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for today. It's been an absolute treat and I cannot wait to, you know, give you another hug in person. I know. It's amazing. Yeah, if not sooner, I know our paths will cross lots more times than just being connected at the retreats, Em. So. Absolutely. Yay. So nice to connect with you, my darling. Thank you for having me. Thanks You're to welcome. everyone for listening and I hope you can take something away from our conversation today. Thanks, Em. Talk to you soon. Bye.